So, let me talk to you about second coming of Jesus Christ. The second coming of Jesus Christ. Whoa! The trumpet shall sound. The, and then, let me tell you, the clouds are going to break. Jesus is going to come. Uh, the rapture, do not mix up or be confused. The second coming of Jesus Christ for us, born-again Christians, is the rapture. And sometimes we speak of that, and people get confused theologically. But the second coming of Jesus Christ is a coming and a staying. Okay. The, the second coming, the rapture of the church, is a coming in the clouds and the dead in Christ rising first. And we were alive and remain being caught up together to meet the Lord. Where? In the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And I believe we go back to wherever he takes us and we'll go through the judgment seat of Christ and every born-again believer will be judged by the deeds done in his body, whether it be good or bad. You'll not be judged. Your sin will not see you, but your deeds will. What you did with the light you had, what you did with the opportunity you had, what you did with the money you had, what you did with, with the skills and the talents that you had, how did you use them uh, for, for me? And that'll be weighed out as only God could weigh it out. That's what we can't judge in those areas. We can't judge. Don't judge anything before the time. You can't judge that stuff until Jesus judges it. And eventually he'll judge you in that area. And some things will be lost. And the Bible seems to indicate the judgment seat of Christ will be uh, suffering great loss. There'll be some suffering of loss. And I'm sure that, like I told you, I'll have the only regret I know for sure I'm going to have is I wish I would have done more, uh, longer, deeper, and wider. Uh, when you get on that side, you will. And boy, may the Lord help us with the time we've got left to, to do that, to do that. I appreciate Brother Creighton in his advanced stage uh, uh, going on missions trips to Malta for three months, taking his sick wife over there. And I mean, she's been sick and she's frail. And he just took her over there to Malta for Jesus' sake. And then he took her up in, uh, I'm thinking Ireland, you folks were, for three months also maybe a month, maybe two months, whatever it was, like into Ireland. That's what those folks do. Retired pastor of Greater, Greater Rhode Island Baptist Church. There are some Christians in Rhode Island. And Greater Rhode Island Baptist Church, and, and our brother retired from that, came down here, but didn't retire from Jesus. Amen. I like you old folks that don't retire from Jesus, that is. Man, we never want to retire from Jesus. You old folks need to lead the charge. I mean, you may lead, you may lead it like this, but lead the charge. Or you may lead it like this. But lead the charge. Don't just lay back and say, hey, I've paid my price. I've done my deal. If you read the, the Call the Glory, my devotionals about that. Not, not feigning, October 13th, they put me in. And, and, and don't faint, man. We're not supposed to faint. That means you old folks. I love it when Brother, brother Sikora back there is one of the oldest guys in our midst says, Lil and I, 1,000. And brother, when you die and I, if I get to do your funeral, I'm going to say, Lil and he, 1,000. I look forward to hearing, I tell you, I've passed a, that many tracks out. It takes a while. And brother back here, Dale, back here, 1,000 tracks a week, week after week. He's a job. People ask me, how does he do it? It's a job. It's his call. It's his job. It's what he does. They go out, he and his wife. By the way, his wife gets credit for half of those. That's right. You get credit, maybe a little over half. Putting up with him, maybe we'll give you 60%. But, uh, but I'll tell you what, they go out there to them, them shopping centers and pass them gospel tracks out to those folks. And uh, may God help us. So let me go review what we've done so far real quick. Number one, uh, what, what, what are the results of the second coming of Jesus Christ? First of all, I spoke about how it was the second coming is to reveal Jesus Christ and his saints with him. 
We're coming with them. The saints, all the saints are coming with Jesus when he comes back to stay. Now I'm talking about the second coming where he comes, plants his feet on this old world, sets up his kingdom, and sets up a millennial kingdom for 1,000 years. Oh, won't those be good days? I mean, we're in some rough days in America. We're in some rough days politically. We're in some rough days in, in a lot of ways. But, brother, those days are going to be, they're just as sure as the sun comes up and goes down. It's coming. Jesus is going to make those things happen, and it will come. The second thing we talked about was the second coming of Jesus Christ is when he judges the beast and the false prophet. I know if you're anything like Lot, I hope you are, because the Bible called him righteous Lot, and I want to be called, wouldn't you like to be called righteous Kurt? Or, or, or wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be great? Your first righteous Bob? Well, God refers to you as righteous Bob. That's a deep, deep compliment. He says righteous Lot. His soul, Bible says, was tormented. You look that word up, it's the same word Jesus used when it talks about being tormented in hell. The same word. His soul was, was grieved in his spirit at the ungodly behavior of those around him. How about you tonight? Isn't your soul grieved by the ungodly behavior of what's going on? You flick the TV on, or, and, and, or, or you, God forbid you got cable, but if you got cable, you know, and, and, and there, out, of, out of 200 channels, there's not three channels you can watch on that thing and be a Christian. But nevertheless, you flick that thing on, and it'll promote homosexuality. Doesn't that make your soul sick? Doesn't it make your soul sick that they propagate immorality as a good lifestyle? Doesn't it make your soul tormented to see um, a greed as, as put on there as a way to live and having things and money and sensuality as a way to... Doesn't that just grieve your soul? I hope it does. As you're into the degree that you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it will grieve your soul. You can watch that stuff and not be grieved. You're hard, brother. You're cold. cold. Maybe not looking for the second coming. But he'll judge the beast and the false prophet. Praise the Lord for that. And you know what's going to be beautiful about that? You're going to see it with your own eyes. Yeah. Every born-again believer is going to see it with their own eyes. You're going to see the epitome of evil judged by Jesus Christ. Oh, they've cussed him. They've used his name in vain. They've denied that he is. They said his book's not real. They said the world was created by the Big Bang in some other way. They, they've denied every step of the way, all the supernatural. There was no Jonah and, and a great fish. There was no Noah and an ark. There was no flood. It was just a local. They've denied the Bible every step of the way. My brother, when Jesus comes back, there's not going to be any more denial, any more lies, any more pandering the Word of God. It will be clear. That's beautiful. That's the second accomplishment of the Word of God. The judge, the beast, the false prophet, and all the faults that they have propagated. And they have propagated all kinds of faults. The second, the third thing is he's going to come to bind Satan, that old serpent. I can almost smell him when he comes by. Almost smell him. Wherever there's envy, there's strife. I'll guarantee you wherever there's contention, there's pride. You can smell him. Wherever there's backbiting, you can smell him. Wherever there's, there's uh, a spirit of criticism, and it's not constructive criticism, but criticism, there you can smell him. Oh, the devil comes by. He has damaged. 
He has hurt. He has caused all the suffering, all the pain, all the trouble, all the wars been caused by sin. Sin, sin that he created when he tempted, when he tempted Eve. The Bible says he's a murderer from the very beginning. The Bible says he's the father of all the lies that ever were told. That old serpent someday is going to be grabbed. I hope it, by the way, I hope it's Michael that grabs him. Michael grab him by the nap of the neck and say, you're going with me. You're not going to tempt these folks. And for a thousand years, he's going to be cast into a miserable place. And I don't think he's been miserable very much, but he's going to be miserable for 1,000 years be cast into the abyss. Chained there. Maybe the most... Maybe the most powerful creature in the universe, other than God himself, is going to be restricted to where he cannot move and cannot go about and lie and deceive. That was the third thing accomplished. The fourth thing accomplished by the second coming is Israel will finally fulfill every jot and every tittle of the promises that are written about them in the Bible. All the doubters have been there. Oh, I don't think that Israel's really going to, I think the church is going to replace. No. Every word that God speaks, not one word. I like three different times in the Old Testament. Uh, Solomon said one time, Joshua said one time, not one word that thou hast spoken has failed. Not one word. And brother, God's words will not fall to the ground. They will accomplish that which they are sent to do. You can be sure of that tonight. You can rest in that tonight. You can go home and pillow your head on and have peace tonight uh, that Jesus and whatever he said and whatever the Bible says is going to happen, and you're part of that. It's a beautiful thing. I was thinking the other day about how God takes sleep away from wicked people. Michael Jackson was being put to sleep like they put people to sleep in surgery. That's how he died. Why? He couldn't sleep. Uh, Jimi Hendrix died breathing his own puke because he took a, a sedative to sleep. The Doors, Jimmy Morrison died. Uh, Elvis Presley died 44, uh, nine different drugs in his blood. Why? He couldn't sleep at night. He'd take downers at night, uppers and day, downers at night, uppers a day, downers at night. Brother, 42 years old, had a heart attack, died. God take what's God take away from them? What you have. Probably most of you have, and maybe not, maybe you take it for granted. Can most don't raise your hand, but can you sleep? I mean, not now. Some of you say, brother, if you would, if I just have trouble sleeping, I, play, I put a tape of you on there. I'm back gone. I can sleep sitting up. I know you can sleep sitting up. I see it with my own. I had a guy snoring over there one time. I had to wake him up. I've had him sleeping on the front row. I look down. You talk about discourage your preacher. You're up there giving your all that you feel God's giving you. You look down there and there's a guy. Or if not that, they'll give you what I call the wide eyes. You know, the, the, the eyes roll back in the back of their head, and I want to say, slap him. Jeez. God's going to restore Israel. Going to restore them. Gonna, gonna, they're going to be saved as in a day. They're going to turn to him and say, you're the Messiah. 
The fifth thing is he came to, came to judge the nations, and we've done all of these in, in, in fairly good degree. He's going to judge the nations. Matthew 25, we did this last week. Matthew 25, he comes to judge the nations, called the sheep and the goat judgments. And uh, people have said, well, well how, what is the criteria to get into the millennial period? It seems to be the way they treated the persecuted people of God during the tribulation period. And if they treated them right, they seem to be able to go into the millennial period. Other people said, well, they must be born again. Well, maybe they are born again. That's why they treated them that way. I don't know. But they're going to physically, just like you and me have physical bodies, they're going to physically, there's going to be a group of people, nations, that are going to get to go into the changed earth. They're going to get to go into it. Then the sixth thing, uh, which we started on, and I'll finish up this, this week and finish hopefully finish this this week, is to deliver and bless creation. And then take your Bibles, if you want to, and you would, to Zechariah chapter 14. What a verse. What a verse. 14, Zechariah, that's in the Old Testament. Zechariah chapter 14, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zechariah, Zephaniah, Malachi, well, anyway, so yeah. Agai, Malachi. It's right around the end of there. Around the 12 minor prophets, right around the end of there. In Zechariah 14, 4, and his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. I've been there. Man, what a, what a privilege it's been to, to, to stay for five days at a motel called the Seven Arches, which sits right on the top of the Mount of Olives. On one side, you can see Bethlehem. On the other side, you see the Temple Grounds. Ooh, you're talking rich in history. Bethlehem. There it is right there. Been there. Bethlehem, little village, less, less than a few miles from Jerusalem. On the other side, the Eastern Gate. If you know much about prophecy, Jesus is going to come through the eastern gate into the temple and take his seat rightfully his, the king of kings. You folks that have been there, I sat there. We were there for five days, and in that motel, I just, every morning, I'd get up and go outside, and I'd look up and say, now it'd be good, except I know there's going to be a rapture before that. But It says his feet shall stand in that day on that mountain. Look what happens. Mount Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a great, very great valley, and half the mountain shall remove toward the north and half toward the south. And there's going to be water flow out of that. I'm not going to read that here, but it's going to, it's going to go to the Dead Sea and make where they catch fish in the Dead Sea. I swam in the Dead Sea. Vertically, vertically in the Dead Sea, you float this high. There's so much salt. By the way, if you've got a cut, Doggies, it burns. You got sensitive skin? Ooh, doggies, it burns. A lot of minerals in the Dead Sea. And that's why they call it dead. Because nothing lives in it. No life in it, per se. And so I said, you shall flee to the valley of the mountains, and the valley of the mountains shall reach into Aziel. And yea, you shall flee, and you, they fled before the earthquake, the days of Uzziah the king of Judah, which was evidently a massive earthquake. And the Lord, that's Jehovah, L-O-R-D, capital. Jehovah. My Elohim shall come, and all his saints 
with him. Now, you know from the New Testament, that's talking about Jesus Christ. That's one of the fabulous deity of Christ verses. Jesus is Jehovah Elohim, the creator of all that is. For by him all things were created in heaven and earth, the Bible says, right? Colossians 1. I mean, it says that he created all, but it says in in, in Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Elohim created the heavens and the earth. So who is Jesus? He's Elohim. Not some created being like the Jehovah Witnesses want to make or some created being like the Mormons want to make. No, he's Jehovah God manifest in the flesh. And then in, in Isaiah chapter 11, let me read a few verses there. It says, it says, uh, and there shall come the rod out, a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and the branch shall grow out of its roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, and the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And shall make him quick in understanding and the fear of the Lord. And sh he shall not judge after the sight of the eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of the ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with a rod of of his mouth and with the breath of his lips, he shall slay the wicked. That's the sword out of his mouth. Right there it is. And the righteous shall be the the righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and the little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the suckling child shall play on the hole of an asp. And the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice's den. That is a, that is a deadly. By the way, Ben Shore when he was here. You knew Ben Shore, right? Ben is the only, first and only missionary at gospel to kill a coral snake, a full-grown coral snake at, at, out back here. We take care of our missionaries. Made memories, I'll tell you that. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That's the millennial period, amen. He's coming back. He's going to set this thing up. Things are going to change. He's going to rule with the rod of iron. He's going to change the way animals act towards each other. They're no longer going to kill each other. Uh, and a little kid will be able to lead them. What a day that'll be. You people like animals, man, you ought to be excited about that day. It's going to be a beautiful thing. The last thing that's going to happen in this series is he's going to set up his kingdom. He's going to set up his kingdom. You can't have a kingdom without a king. Uh, the church in Israel are waiting for their coming king. Israel is waiting for their, their husband because they're, they're the bride, they're, they're the wife of Jehovah, and the church is waiting for their king, our head. Christ is the head of the church, right? Remember that Ephesians chapter 5. If, I like 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12, where it says, If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. What do you think is going on in your life? Why do you think suffering comes into your life? Trying to do the will of God. People told me, since I got saved, the whole of the bottom's fallen out of my life. That's because you're important to God. That's because the real things and the eternal things and the invisible things well, He wants you to keep forever. He's trying to work through you and in you. He can make you rich in material 
visible things, and you lose and be a pulper spiritually. But God don't want you to be a pulper. He wants you to be rich on the other side. So he's bringing troubles and trials to challenge you, to drive you to him. And by the way, sometimes we need to be driven, amen? Wow. Revelation 5, 10, and has made us our, uh, unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. God promised David that he would establish his kingdom. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12 says, When thy days be fulfilled, thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, and I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Now, primarily, he's talking about Solomon in this passage, but secondarily in this passage, he's talking about Jesus Christ, which is the son of David, to set up his kingdom and reign as a son of David in Jerusalem and the new Jerusalem forever and ever. Because it uses the word forever in verse 13 of 2 Samuel chapter 7. It uses the word forever in 2 Samuel chapter 7 verse 16 and other places. This is not just a normal lineage. Christ, the son of David, fulfills the promise. Luke chapter 1, verse 32 said, He shall be great, he shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. There it is again. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. No end. Everything we got around us ends. Everything you got around you ends. You had hair, you don't. You know what I mean? You know? You, everything you have. You, you, you marry a little sweetheart like you did as she was young and Vivacious, and now you buy a new car. My dad, the first time I bought a new car was a 1969 Camaro, Muncie transmission. Oh, mama, that was a sweet car. I bought that, drove it off the showroom floor, 16 years old. And my dad said to me, you know, I'm beyond excited, you know, I'm shaking. I'm shaking. I sat in that thing. My dad got in with me. We're driving, just getting our way to drive home. He said, son, I want to tell you something before you go any further. It's the best, this is the best this car's ever going to look. I was grieved in my soul. Tell me there's not going to be a scratch in it someday. Tell me. It was three weeks later. I pulled into a Dunkin' Donuts and some old woman in her house coat backed in and smashed into my door. Didn't even bother to get dressed before she got her Dunkin' Donuts. Every sweet thing you ever bought gets destroyed and rusts and corrupts and thieves will break in and steal it. Right now at your house, there's a, there's a, there's a rental van in there, three, four people loading everything you got precious of. Oh, very likely could be. I just hope it's not my house. Because <laughs> if it is, my wife's there. And she's going to shoot him, and it'll be a homicide. You don't want to get around a woman when she's grouchy with a gun. I think of Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 14 says, I saw in the night visions, behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, came to the 
and to the ancient of days, and they brought him near before him. There was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom for all people and nations and languages that should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion. He shall, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. you got a choice. You can set yourself up against this kingdom and be crushed to powder, or you can decide to be part of this kingdom and submit yourself to the will of God and to what he wants you to do. Let me tell you, you that are in rebellion against God, you're going to be crushed powder Revelation 11:15 it says the seventh angel sounded and there was great voices in heaven saying the kingdom of this world are become the kingdoms of our lord and of his christ and he shall reign forever and ever Isaiah, way back 700 years before Jesus was born, 2,700 years from today, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, he says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Wonderful, Counselor of the Mighty God, not a God, by the way, the Mighty God. God, the everlasting Father. Now, wait a minute, the everlasting, the everlasting Father, not A, not Michael, not Gabriel, not, no. He'll be called the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government, there should, and peace, there should be no end. Those, you're hearing those words, no end forever, you know. And upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth. Even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And you can't overlook in the prophecy of the Bible all the forevers and all the no ends and all the everlastings. Are you part of the kingdom tonight? Are you for the kingdom or are you against the kingdom? Because there's only one way to, you can only be one or the other. If you're neutral, you're against it. Because the king of the kingdom says, I have things I want you to do. I have places I want you to go. I want you to represent me. And if you're not doing those things, actively you are tearing down from that kingdom. Well, I don't want to be in that place. If you'll repent. And I don't mean repent from the consequences. I don't mean repent because you got caught. I mean repent. Repent because you hurt God. Repent because you damaged the Lord Jesus Christ's reputation. And very likely because of that, some people may be in hell someday. Because they say, oh, that guy's a hypocrite. How many people you witnessed to that said, well, I don't believe all that stuff. Why, well, them deacons are hypocritical. That pastor was a hypocrite. He ran off with this. And they, get, and they start listening. An unsaved guy's listening excuses why he's going to go to hell. That's what they're doing. They're just giving you reasons why they're going to hell. Because whether they're... Whether everybody was a hypocrite or not, they're going to stand before Jesus Christ. They're going to answer for their individual deeds that done their body and their sins. And he's going to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, into a place called the lake of fire. Because either you pay for your sins in the lake of fire or you let Jesus pay for them. 
and being born again. I tell people, man, there's counterfeit money. I was in the bank the other day, and one of the tellers said, come here, come here. I said, what? She says, you ever feel a counterfeit $100 bill? I says, I haven't that I know of. So she says, well, okay. So she showed, she got, she, I think she put it in three, two, two real and one, one counterfeit. And I just went, I didn't even look. I went boom, boom. And when I hit that counterfeit, it was bing, 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 bing. This is counterfeit. But when I looked at it, it was perfect. Visually, it's perfect. But when you, when you feel it, it's counterfeit. It's counterfeit. And because there's some counterfeit $100 bills there, I'm still using $100 bills. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to go to hell if all you folks decide to go to hell. I'm not going to not believe if all you folks say it. It's just a, it's a, it's a hoax. It's no good. I'm not going to quit reading the, the King James Bible if everybody else says I don't want to read the King James Bible. I, I'm going to keep doing what God wants to do because I'm on his kingdom. I'm on his team. I'm on his side. I'm a servant to do his will. He offers salvation now you as a free gift by an act of grace. Not casually. You come, you come to him not casually, but you don't come arrogantly. You come with your whole heart in a humble, broken, and contrite spirit, like in childlike faith, and God will save you. He'll birth you, and he'll put your name in the Lamb's book of life. And that list is everybody that's going to be in his kingdom. And the church and Israel together will spend eternity doing what? I don't know. Nobody knows what we're going to do for eternity. But I can tell you this about God. He's a doer and a shaker. Look what the Hubble looks at. Now, that's a fallen. By the way, by the way, everything Hubble looks at is part of the curse. You know, it looks like, does it look, doesn't the moon look like some violent thing happened to it? Doesn't, doesn't the red planet look like it's some violent thing happened to it? Don't they? Don't all these, it looks just, they all look beat up, don't they? They all look like there's been a war. It does, doesn't it? But I think the new heaven and the new earth, maybe God's going to say, you know, you see all that, you see that constellation out there? That's yours. I want you to go work there. Ooh. Ooh. And by the way, I give you the power to do it too. His servants, the Bible says, shall serve him. And I know we're not going to be sitting on some cloud playing a violin. That's not heaven. That's the other place. Especially if i got to listen to it. I love violin, but, man, I don't want to hear it. After a couple thousand years, I'm done. I've heard the violin enough. I don't want to hear that. Two thousand years is all you get. I, I, get, I get such, it hurts my feelings to hear about these people. Oh, we go to heaven and we're playing, um. One song we sing, a harp and a crown. I have to go like this when I, I go. A Corvette and a crown. I mean, just about anything but a harp. That's not heaven. For people that work and people that like to produce and people that like to build, that's not heaven. God's a worker. He's a doer. Look what he made. I still daily marvel at the things God has made. I love living out where I live because it's so full of the things God has made. I'm talking about the bugs. I'm talking about the rats. I'm talking about the mice. I'm talking about the pig. I'm talking about uh, the fish. I'm talking about the flowers. 
I'm talking about the green trees and the oak trees and all these and the and the and the cypress trees and the 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 bald cypress and the ornamental cypress and the and the, the uh, Schumar oaks and the live oaks and the and the laurel oaks and and the, and the pine trees and the palmettos and 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 the love bugs. That's right. He even made the love bugs. And I say, oh God, you're great. What am I doing? I'm looking at his muscle. God's going, yeah, I, you got a big muscle guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. We love on God and worship him in spirit and truth. That's what he's looking for. They that worship me must worship me in spirit and truth. Father, help us tonight. May we understand what it is when we talk about the second coming of Jesus Christ. We read in Revelation chapter 19 to start this whole thing off. Verse 11 through 16 where it gives the actual account of the second coming. Father, we pray that there be nobody in this room or the sound of my voice that would miss heaven. That would miss the opportunity to be saved. That would miss the opportunity to have their name in the Lamb's book of life. May there not be any in the sound of my voice that will somehow grab a hold of this fleeting world, this fleeting moment that they cannot keep and they have no ability to hold and trade that for the things which cannot be lost. Father, help them see it tonight, whether through the uh, preach word tonight or the video or the iTunes or podcasts. It was all over the world. Father, may some people be saved, anointed in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like to know more about Jesus and the subject preached on, please contact us at gospel at mygbcs.com or call us at 239-947-1285. God bless.